0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Bet Shemesh, Israel 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Ekev. And I'd like to share with you a Medrash, which actually quotes from Psukim at the end of Parshas of Eschan, and a few Psukim earlier from our Parsha. And really, what the Medrash is teaching us is that at the beginning of our Parsha, is a continuation of the end of the previous Parsha. Let's read the verses together and we'll see the promise of Hashem and how Hashem is faithful to his promise and how we can receive those promises, how we can line up our own selves with the will of Hashem and so receive the promises of Hashem. Pusik says in chapter 7, verse 9, it's the very, very last few Sokim of Parsha's Veskhanah. You shall know that Hashem your God He is the God He is the God who is trustworthy He keeps the covenant He does kindness To those who love Him and those who keep His commandments for a thousand generations Meaning when we do what's right when we do what we're supposed to do the Pesach promises us that Hashem will do kindness with us and with our children and with our children's children on through a thousand generations. But He pays those who hate Him in, uh, to their face or to His face to destroy them. So, whereas, a person who is righteous says the verse, Person who does what's right receives reward for many generations. Hashem makes a promise and he will keep that reward sometimes. It may not get paid right away. We'll perhaps talk about why that is. When it comes to his enemies, they get destroyed and paid right away. Last verse in Parshav Aschchan, you shall keep the commandments the laws, the statutes that I'm commanding you today, you shall do them. Beginning of our parasha, right? It flows right into the beginning of our parasha. And it will be when you shall keep and you shall listen to my statutes and you shall do them. Hashem will keep His covenant and His kindness that He swore to your forefathers. Now, what does that look like? What does it look like that Hashem keeps His covenant with us when we do what's right? It says Chapter Seven, Verse Thirteen. Hashem will love you. He will bless you. He will make you many. V'irach he will bless your children. You'll have kids. You'll have fruits of the earth. You'll have produce, you'll have grain, you'll have wine, you'll have oil. You will be able to live in prosperity upon the land that Hashem has promised to you. Endless blessings that we merit. When we keep the Torah, Hashem promises us that we will receive blessings That He will reserve and save those blessings for us and ultimately He will give them to us says the Medrash like this another explanation what does it say above you shall know Hashem your God is the God He is the one who is a trustworthy God so this is a very interesting thing. You know, we could look at Jewish history, and we could say, you know, it doesn't look so good. Holocausts, Inquisitions, some English destruction, a million Jews were killed at that time. So many so many tragedies the Jewish people have befallen. Coming right off of Tisha B'Av, we... we we're sitting on the ground, lamenting all of the sad things that went, went on throughout Jewish history just this past Thursday, a week ago. And here we are, and we're saying Hashem is Naamon, Hashem is trustworthy, right? So what's going on? What's the pshat? How do we understand? What does it mean that Hashem is trustworthy in light of the fact that things don't seem to be perfect? they seem far from perfect what is this comparable to? I'd like to give you an analogy there was a particular good friend of a king and this friend left in the charge of the king left in his in his royal coffers a particular item that he asked the king to watch for him And then this beloved person passed away. Now the son comes, the son of the friend of the king, comes and he says, I'd like to have back the item which my father entrusted to you. The king recognized that this son wasn't interested in having it back in order to to use it. But rather, he was going to give it to somebody else to watch. So he said, so the king says to this young man, he says, Did you find somebody who will watch it better than me? Did I not take care of it properly? Did I not take out the clothing and open them up, shake them out so that the moths wouldn't eat it? Did I not take care of it properly? Did I not take care of it properly? The Jewish people also did a similar thing. In the times of Jeremiah the prophet, so the Jewish people took their goods out of Hashem's bank, as it were. They took out their investment, and they put it in to another investment. They put it into idol worship at the time. And today many Jews have put their investments into liberal values instead of Torah values. Hashem says to Jeremiah the prophet, Go to the Jewish people and say to them, What did I do wrong? Why did you take your money? Why did you take your investment out of my stock? Out of my business? Did I not fulfill all of the promises that I made to your forefathers? it says in our our verses I promised that I would bless them right he said Hashem promised Avram Avinu actually it's a reference to the fact that Hashem promised Avram Avinu to Abraham that he would bless his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren down to us I mean that promise at the beginning of the book with Avram Avinu, 400 years, 440 years before, I made a promise to Moshe Rabbeinu, to the Jewish people as they're about to enter into the land of Israel, Hashem has made you great. Amarti li sh'ani moitzi eschem gadol. Sorry, amarti Loi. I, I said I'm going to take them out with a, with great wealth from Egypt. V'achar gadol. Did I not? Pazik says I did. So Hashem goes on and on to to, to show... How he makes a promise and he keeps his promise. So why are the Jewish people removing their money from the Bank of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and putting it into the Bank of Avi into the Bank of Liberalism, into the Bank, into the to the banks that don't guarantee your money past a certain amount of time? These banks go bankrupt. <laughs> This is why Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, over here, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us that if you want to know what's the right investment, where should you place your money? Don't take your money out of the, the place where the returns are high and where there's a stable, positive business that's been around for generations. Keep your money in a stable place. Don't take it out and put it into something new. That may or may not succeed. That's what Hashem is saying. As the Rabbeinu is telling us, God is trustworthy. We know we we have a promise. Hashem tells us that He's going to take care of us. That He's going to give us blessings. That He's going to give us parnasa. He's going to give us physical welfare. Everything that we need is going to come our way. All we need to do is keep our money invested in the right place, to keep our focus and our values in the Torah. (coughs) Okay, so that's the promise of Hashem. Now, the Medjish brings some interesting stories, and I think with these stories we can start to understand how is it that we merit these blessings? Okay, we understand on a very simple level, we understand if we keep the Torah, Hashem promises us, we're going to get the blessings. That's very simple. I'd like to share with you a few stories that the Medjish brings, and these stories really underscore a bit of a deeper understanding of what it means to get the blessings of Hashem and how to merit miracles. How to merit miracles. Meiser Reb Pinchas Ben Yair, Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yair, was a well-known sage. I believe he was in the times of the Gemara, of the Mishnah. Reb Pinchas Ben Yair was very famous. He had a donkey, and his donkey wouldn't even eat something that wasn't pro- any uh, grains that weren't properly taken off the tithes. So Rep. Ben Yoyer had a special relationship with the world around him. He was very careful to be atzadik, to be righteous, to do that which was, was, tr- that which was correct. And we'll see that Rep. Ben Yoyer actually changed all of reality because of his tzidkos, because of his righteousness and because of his requests or his statements of the way things are, and the way things should be. Let's see. There was a story with Reh Pinchas Banyar, he was living in a certain southerly city in the southern part of the land of Israel. Some people came to where he was, and they came to try to make some parnasa, to make some livelihood. Interesting. We talked about the fact that there's something called investing in the stock of HaKadosh Baruch the stock of God, as it were. Here's some people who invested in the stock of a tzaddik named Rabbi Pinchas Ben-Yoyer. They had a bag of that a bag of barley, barley grains. And they asked Rabbi Pinchas Ben-Yoyer to watch these barley grains. They forgot that they left the barley in the hands of Rabbi Pinchas Ben-Yoyer, And they left. They went on their way. They left the city. Listen to this amazing story. Repinchez ben took those grains and he planted them each year. He planted the grains and then the grains created a large crop. He gathered all of the grains that were created from that entire season and he put them into the storehouse. And he kept doing that each year. Seven years later, those guys, those same guys who gave the original bag of grain to Repinchas Ben Yair, they came back and they said, "We want our grain back. Do you have those those bags of grain that we left with you seven years ago? Did they get ruined? Are they still around?" Because when Van he didn't forget, he's, he's been taking care of their grains for seven years, right? He didn't forget them. He said to them, come and take your treasure house, or come and take the, the granary, take all of the grain from the granary, seven years worth of grain, multiplied, multiplication upon multiplication. Hare, says, the Magish- an incredible statement an incredible statement you can understand from the way that Rabbi Chazben Yair acted he didn't say to them, pay me for all my time and all my efforts, taking care of your grains making the grains more, he just said take it all, it's all yours the grains that you gave me they produced more and more grains it's all yours it's an incredible thing Says the Medrash, has Chaz Ben did it, and it shows us how Hashem is. It shows us the way that Hashem thinks about our actions. It's an incredible thing. Look at listen to this. You know, we think we do a little thing, and we don't we don't know what it does. We don't know what it does. I shared in my B'takan podcast how this week I was, I was in Yerushalayim, I was in Jerusalem. I was at the Kotel, and this guy sees me. He's so excited to see me. His name is Gilad, and he's there with his family. And he tells me that my song, "Birushalayim, Birushalayim," he watched it over and over again. He lives in America. He lives in New York, and it it gave him such a desire to come to Israel. He didn't have the wherewithal to come to Israel, but he had bittachin. He had trust in Hashem, and really, neis ach- neis you know ashka pratis. providence helped him to be able to afford very cheap tickets the place where he's staying it worked out in unbelievable ways you know i i planted a song i planted i planted and how many times as a song you know i have songs that have been heard 10 million times this song happens to have been heard like 70,000 times which is okay it's nice it's beautiful but you don't know the impact of a song you don't know the impact of a message I put out a Dvar Torah, you're listening to this Dvar Torah, you hear it, it plants something in your heart. You might go and share it with somebody else, or it might, it might not produce uh, fruits right away. It might be something Baruch Hashiv always says. He says, I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you an idea, and one day, 50 years from now, you're going to think that you thought of it yourself. We plant ideas, we plant messages, we plant in our hearts, in other people's hearts. We never know where it's going to go. We never know the effect that it's going to have. We never know the how it's nizgalgal, how it adds up. A person, you can have a good effect on a person. You can give a smile to a person. That person can have a great day. But they end up smiling to other people and they have a great day. You can have this, this exponential wave of goodness. Hashem says... I promise you, I'm the Kelanemon. Hashem is going to, a, a thousand generations later, a thousand generations later, Hashem is going to give us a reward. We're going to see that the good actions that we did, we planted actions. We, we left our actions in this world, but, but we dropped seeds in this world and they had an effect on those around us. and They had more of an effect on those around them and so on and so on. And Hashem promises us, just like Rabbi Pinchas ben Yair, said to these people who left him a few grains, but He gave them back a storehouse full of grains. He said to them, here is your grains. So to Hashem, we can see from the actions of a tzaddik, we can see from the actions of a righteous individual, the way that Hashem acts. Because the tzaddik is always striving to act in the way that Hashem acts. The righteous individual is constantly trying to be like Hashem is, Hashem gives anonymously, Hashem doesn't claim any credit, Hashem wants us to figure it out for ourselves that He's the one doing it, the tzaddik imitates that, the tzaddik says, that doesn't say pay me for all of my seven years of working on your stuff, he's not interested in that, he did what he thought was right, and he gave back an incredible amount of grain from the little amount of grain that he was given, that's how the Tzaddik thinks. Another story I'm going to skip here, because we're running out of time, but it's worth seeing if you want to see the medrash at the very beginning of our Parsha. It's in, uh, Parsha Gimel, Simen Gimel, if you want to see it yourself. But there's another story here. There's a particular individual who is, who, he would dig, he would dig, um, pits. You know, you find water at the bottom, you're looking for a bit air, you're looking, in the olden days they didn't have uh, water that came into their houses, and and, uh, faucets, but they had, what they did have, which you find in the hills around Beit Shemesh, come visit and I'll show them to you, they would dig wells, they would dig deep down into the ground, they would find water, there's water under the ground, they would find water just two days ago I went with my son to a particular location in the hills over here where there's a cave and in the cave on the bottom of the cave there's water flowing water from, a, from an underground spring I showed it to a few other people I'm happy to show it to you if you come and visit so so there was an individual who used to go and he would dig to find water and he did this for the rabbi. he would do this in order to provide water for the general populace Now, one day, his daughter, this man's daughter, was walking along the way. She wanted to cross over a river. There was no bridge there. She got into the river. She was trying to get across. And the river swept her away. They came to Repinchas Ben Yair and they said to him, Look what happened. Look what happened to the daughter of the man who digs the wells. So everyone thought that she had died. She had been swept away. And Rabbi Chaz ben said, it's not possible. It can't be that she died. Since he was doing a public service, he was doing Hashem's will with water. Hashem will not allow his daughter to be lost, to die in the water. Exactly at that moment, as Rabbi Chaz Banyar said this, they heard a commotion outside in the city. She came back. The girl came back. She survived. She survived, she survived the, the water washing her away. Rabbi Senu, our sages say that what happened in the story was that the moment that Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yar said these words that it can't be that something bad will happen to him, that his daughter will get hurt through water, that she'll die from water, when he's the one who is giving water, life giving water to Hashem's children. At that moment, Yarad Malach Vehela Isa, a Malach came, a miracle occurred. An angel came and took her out of the water, saved her life. She shouldn't have survived, she should have died. But when Rabbinus Ben Yair said this, it created—I I don't want to say the word demand—but it created a reality, which meant that it can't be that somebody who does something good gets hurt through that good act, or gets hurt in any way connected to that good act. This man—he—he he was involved in providing water for Klal Yisrael. Giving water, uh, quenching the thirst of Hashem's children, it can't be that anything negative would happen because of it. And because of Rapinchasbinar's statement, he was Koveya, he established that this is how it is. This is how it is. And I'd like to give an explanation here. Based on the Maharzu, he says something amazing. Actually, I'll read I'll read it to you the Maharzu. Kitsadek Hashem o'hav, <inaudible> HaShem has a rule. The rule is like this. At Tzadik. We need to understand this rule because we can, we can be Tzadikim. We can choose to be righteous. Today it's very hard to, to think about it. We don't want to think that maybe I'm at Tzadik or maybe I should be a Tzadik. It's a very big mechaiv. It's a It's a responsibility. But listen to this. Hear what it means to be a Tzadik. When a Tzadik says something, Hashem listens to that person. When a Tzadik prays, when he when he's mispal, Hashem is going to do whatever he says. K'k'ma shukosav ha-shamayim k'esoi v'ha'aretz ha-doim r'agloi v'ze abit el-onish al-yodoi ha-aretz ha lei ruma al-shamayim Okay, so there's an idea that Hashem places His feet on a footstool. Who's the footstool? The footstool is the person who makes Himself humble. The person who dedicates themselves to doing Hashem's will. To making Himself humble. To being the the place upon which Hashem stands, as it were. What does it mean, Hashem stands there? It means you can see Hashem in the world through the Tzadik, like we saw before. Rabbi Pinchas gave back the storehouse of grain. That's only a tzaddik could do such a thing. Only someone who is truly emulating Hashem could do such a thing. But Hashem says, When that person prays, I do what he says. He establishes the rules. Says if he wouldn't have prayed for her, she would have drowned. Even though Hashem knew that this person did His will, the, the father of this girl was the one digging these wells. Right? We need to dive in that Hashem should. We we say in Alad Sadiqim, right? every single day, three times a day. Hashem, give good reward to those who trust in you. In truth, you the it's the bracha, it's called By the way, we say, let us be amongst them. We pray that we should be Tzadikim. But Hashem listens specially and carefully to the prayers of those who are completely mavatal themselves, completely nullify themselves to Him, <speaking in Hebrew> Hashem gives over the way that He interacts with the world to the righteous because of the way that they act. <speaking in Hebrew> we find explicitly about Abraham, Hashem said, "Can I cover up from Avram what I'm doing?" Hashem wants Avram to to pray on behalf of Sodom. Even though it's true that he was was praying on behalf of any righteous individuals that might be in Sodom, but we see that the power was given over to Avram to determine who's going to be saved. We find that Noach, it was a negative thing that he didn't pray on behalf of the people of his generation, the the generation of the flood. <laughs> if Rabbi Pinchas Ben Yair wouldn't have prayed on behalf of that girl, it would have been a it would have been a taina on him. He would have been punished. <laughs> Amazing thing. It's the pen. Hashem wants to do to be righteous. Hashem wants. That if somebody served his people with water, then nothing bad should happen to that person's child with water. But it depends. Hashem is, in order to do that, he made a stipulation. A righteous person has to daven. A righteous individual who has made themselves to be holy and special and and subdued their will in front of Hashem's will, that's the person who has to pray. Think about the amazing thoughts, the amazing ways that Hashem ordered the world, that He made it dependent upon Tzadikim, upon the righteous. Now I want to tell you that this sounds like a very high and lofty idea, a lofty goal, but we have to hear it, and we have to seek it, and we have to wish for it, and we have to have it as a goal. We want to know how can we have Hashem answer our prayers? We want to know how can we have Hashem give us the blessings to us, to our children, to our grandchildren, to our great-grandchildren for a thousand generations. And the Torah is clear. The Torah is clear. The Torah says it explicitly, which is what we started off with. It will be if you keep these laws and these statutes, and you do them. Then will keep the covenant with you, and the kindness that He swore, that He swore to your grandparents. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.